It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.
Hey guys, what is going on? My name is Ryan Chambers. I am the host of Starcaster Marks, and you are watching the after game review for game number 78 against the Calgary Flames. Stars lose by a final score tonight of four to two in a game that they played better in, but they really, really needed the extra point tonight, and they just didn't get it, didn't get it taken care of here tonight. Um, without further ado, uh, we're going to go ahead and bring Chris and James in. They're both back here tonight. Uh, but before we get started on anything, guys, we want to thank DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. You got the promo code up there in the top right hand over there above Chris, THPN. Go and use it the next time you go and use our app. Chris, you're like our Vanna White up there, you know, going across. Those of you watching, those of you that are listening on the podcast side, Chris is like Vanna Whiting, the top of the thing. I'm sorry, guys. I'm trying to be funny because I'm just upset at the outcome of this game. Uh, what's y'all's initial thoughts coming out of this game tonight? I don't feel funny. <laughs> <laughs> My initial thought is that the, the Stars played a great game for being on a back-to-back and playing such a good team, and they deserve to win. And we, we get screwed over by three of the luckiest goals I've seen in a, in one third period. None of the guys who scored were trying to score. None of the three goals in the third period for the, for the Flames were they trying to score. And it's three goals. First one goes off of Noah Hand of no, – no, actually, that one went off Hint. Not Hint. Hastings. <laughs> that doesn't count. He wasn't trying to score. Well, he was trying to score, but he missed wildly. Christopher Tanev, does that bounce off him, or does he shoot that one off Glenn Dinning? I never, I never went back and saw the replay. I think it went um, off Glenn Denning. Yeah, it went off Glenn Denning, and it looked like it was actually uh, Nicholas Backman, or Backland, excuse me, who uh, scored the goal. But uh, And then yeah, the third goal is a pass that went in the net. It was a pass. Yep. <laughs> I mean, those are three of the luckiest goals I've ever seen. And th- and then the the other thing that I thought of was the Stars blew their chances. They had a great first period, and they couldn't score. They, it should have been 2 nothing after the first, honestly. And they just can't do it. I didn't well, really one more see that before I give it over. The, in the past six games, the Stars have not scored more than two goals. Most important time of the season, and there's no offense. Per game, we should say. Just two goals yeah. over six games would be even worse. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, the fact that they've only been able to uh, score two goals – in a era of the NHL where scoring is going up, and we're seeing these nine-three games, eight-one, you know, seven-to-two games like that, uh, you're not going to win games very much when you only score two goals. So, James, did you see anything in particular that that you uh, didn't like or did like or whatever? Just that it felt like we played a better game than then, and we we didn't really execute as much as we were hoping on on our chances. They got some lucky ones, and and with the way the stars play, if the other team gets lucky, we lose the game. So that's true, and that seems to have been happening a lot uh, lately, especially when it comes to these stars games. Because, um, I mean, you could say that we got outplayed against the Oilers. We definitely got outplayed against the Oilers, and but even in the Vancouver game, the stars had their chances, and they just weren't able to bury them. And uh, there's another. Here's another game tonight where it feels like we were the better team, and there's been multiple of these games. Like I can think of a of a specific Nashville game where we lost, and I felt like we were the better team. There was a game against the Wild where the Wild won in overtime, and I thought we were the better team. 
And here tonight, for the majority of the game, I thought the Stars were the better team, but it, they're just not taking care of their uh, opportunities. And I'll go back to it because something that's been frustrating me is the power play. You know, they scored tonight on their one good power play, and it took them six seconds. But the rest of the power plays I saw tonight were just completely irrelevant, and they were yeah. not very good at all, period. It was absolutely horrible. And, you know, literally, as I'm saying this, I'll pull up Alex's comment. Uh, the power play was absolutely horrible. The one power play goal they got was a solid uh, play off a face-off. Didn't get the puck set up for longer than 10 seconds, and then even when they did, it just rimmed around the wall. Yep, that's exactly kind of what I saw as well. What do you all think? Yeah, it was useless. I mean, it kind of makes sense because we took out two guys who are on our power play, which I'm sure we'll get to that in a second. But it makes sense, but it can't be acceptable either. I mean, and it's been like that for the entire second half of the season too. So nothing new. And just just as uh, Chris mentioned the stat, we've only gotten two goals in the last six games. And there's only been three goals from depth scorers, and we actually got one in this game. We've had 11 goals total in six games, eight from the first line, three from everyone else. That's insane. That's, what, 60%? Not good enough. <laughs> no, that's higher than 60%. What is that? Yeah, it's... 70? 70, 80 but you're talking, and, and and what's even worse is there's one goal from Sagan, and then there's one from Rolfo and one from Glendinning. Those are those are that's our depth scoring right now. So, and, and especially in a game against the Flames, where you know they're going to put their best defensive guys on your first line, it's it's an away game. You got to have someone else step up somewhere, and got none of that. Got one yep. one goal tonight. That's the best it's been in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Literally, that's better than most for the past six games. Uh, moving on just to the, the pregame talking points. Boy, were there some. I mean, oh, nowhere Frederick Karlstrom starts the game, which is crazy. The Russians are benched, which we've kind of talked about that maybe being a possibility, and especially after the game last night. I mean, you had to do something. So I'm kind of with Bones on this one, like, I don't know if it was exactly the right decision because it also handicapped our power play, but I'm glad something happened, you know? Yeah. What, what do you all think about that? Especially on the night of a back-to-back, I don't I don't have a problem with, with that at all. I mean, they looked bad in the game yesterday. You're, you're only going to expect them to be worse with them being tired. Sure. Yeah. Pull whoever you the want. The other thing I was thinking, too, like – Honestly, I'm of the mindset, like, if you're on a back-to-back, you might as well switch out your fourth-line players, too, just to get fresh legs. So that's another reason why I thought it was a, a good idea. Any, any thoughts from you, Ryan? I personally liked it. Um, I, and I know that uh, Frederick Carlstrom, it was his first NHL game and everything like that. And, uh, I mean, he had his he had a couple of chances, and he didn't get uh, a ton of playing time tonight. But his uh, semi-breakaway-ish led to the Stars' second goal. So it's not like he was uh, unproductive tonight. It, I mean, that alone you know, makes him better was, than more than half of the Stars' forwards as of late who have been scoring nothing. So He was good. He wasn't just yeah. – he was he good. Well. He, played, he played seven minutes, the lowest of anyone on our team. He had two great chances, and one of them ended up in the back of the net. He played good. Now, uh, moving on from that, we're going to start my segment. Wait, sorry, do you have something, Ryan? Yeah, I, I want to bring up Alex's comment because I think this is an interesting talking point. Um, 
something has to be going on off the ice because there is zero reason to play Kiviranta off uh, Gary on. Um, I personally don't agree with that, that there's something going on off the ice. Um, Gary on just hasn't been very good. And, and, and let me rephrase that. Well, no, no, he hasn't been good. No, don't rephrase that. That's but, perfect. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, and it, it's the thing is with Gary Onoff that it's not just offensively that he's been bad. It's been defensively as well. He's turned the puck over at both blue lines in his own zone and in the offensive zone. We've seen there have been some times when he's on the power play and he turns the puck over and it leads to go the other way. So, um, you know, you can't make an argument to put Kiviranta in for Garyano because it's not like Kiviranta is doing much better. But there is definitely a argument as to why Garyano was pulled out, if that makes any sense. What, what do y'all think? Yep. I mean, I absolutely agree with that. I think that's what me and Ginger are talking about. So yeah. I, I, I agree with the statement that Kiviranta is not much better because he's really not. I mean, he had no shots on goal. He can't play the power play. He can't play the penalty kill. But I mean, it, it's better to at least send a message after the last game. So, yeah, I mean, and, and Garyanov, I mean, we're talking about he's good offensively. Get, he has one point in the month of April and it's an assist. So yeah, it, it, he hasn't been good offensively recently either. And he's been bad de- defensively always. So yep. there's no reason to keep him in the lineup. And if there's anything that's going to get you benched quicker, it's being bad defensively with Rick Bonus as your head coach. And so let's yep. just be honest right then and there. And, I mean, it, it's even to the point where a rookie, Frederick Karlstrom, is getting into the lineup over 36-year-old Alexander Radulov and a you know a, a former 20-goal scorer in Dennis Garionov. That's, that, I mean, that says a lot about – what Bones is thinking right now and how much, how hacked off he is right now. And in arguably one of the biggest games of the season. That's pretty nuts. Uh, but moving on, let's get into biggest winners, biggest winner, biggest loser. Go biggest winner first, guys. Um, biggest winner, Ottinger. Ottinger was very good tonight. Um, sorry, I got jelly beans in my mouth as I'm trying to talk. But he, uh, don't make fun of me and my jelly beans, James. I saw that smart. No, I like I like to bring back, bring them back. We should <laughs> we should have snacks every time now, just all right. the time. Well, I've I've actually got some right off camera over here. I've got two bags of pepperonis, uh, some Starburst, and like a quesadilla. So I got a lot of food over here. But anyways, going back to my point, um, Ottinger was very good tonight. He looked a lot better than he did in the game against uh, the Oilers, and looked or excuse me, uh, Monday. Who do we play Monday? Vancouver. Vancouver, thank you. And then the game against Vancouver. And uh, he he looked much more solid. And for some reason, he had uh, Elias Lindholm's number tonight. I mean, Elias Lindholm is uh, one of those three guys on the top line for Calgary. And there was about, I'm not joking, five or six grade A opportunities just for uh, Elias Lindholm alone. And Otter, you know, had his number and was able to save every single one of those tonight. So, seriously, and and like like y'all said, the goal, especially Chris, what you said, the three goals that kind of went in. Oh, we don't count the last one, but the two goals that went past Ottinger. I mean, those were you know fluky goals, in my opinion. Yeah. So and the first was a penalty. He was the he was <laughs> the best he, he was the best player on the ice tonight for the Dallas Stars. Gave them a chance to win. Yep. 
I'm giving mine to the rookie, Frederick Karlstrom. He played seven minutes and scored. There you go, Alex. He he has half the ice time, less than half the ice time of my biggest losers, and he did so much more good in that amount of time. (laughs) Go ahead, James. Who's your biggest winner? I was going to say Karlstrom, too. I mean – you come in. You come into the lineup. This is this is really like it's your it's your. You come up. You get one shot. That's that's basically what he's given here. And, and he took he advantage has, of it. And he took advantage of it. He has a great game. He gets a point in it. And he he looks he looked competitive when he was on the ice. Yep. All right. Biggest loser. Before I get into mine, y'all got to go first. Because Chris is gonna go off here. I feel like. <laughs> um. I don't know. To be, I mean, dumb luck. Can that be uh, the yeah. the biggest? Sure. That's that's essentially sure. what my biggest loser is going to be. I'm going to go biggest loser Ottinger, not because he played bad at all. And <laughs> this is my favorite thing to do with biggest losers. I I pick the people who just get unlucky. He had a an amazing <laughs> night, absolutely stellar night. And great save. And, and all and period. Three goals get scored on him. Like what the heck? <laughs> this it's it's unlucky. So. He gets the biggest loser card. All right. And my biggest loser, who I alluded to earlier, is going to be Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan because they were awful. They were absolutely terrible. They finished the night. Uh, these are their combined statistics for the night. Oh they are a minus six. Ooh. They have three shots on goal all night long. They have, let's see, only two, yeah, only two penalty minutes in the most – Important time of the of the entire game. Jamie Ben takes a high game penalty, and their faceoff percentage is below fifty percent combined. Yeah, that'll lose you the game, especially when your second line is like that. Yeah, that is the that is so in the biggest game of the season when you're trying to make a statement and come back from a horrible showing last game, and your two most veteran. Core guys on the team who make the most money of anybody on the team, and it's definitely not deserved, show up with that performance, and you look on the ice, and it doesn't look like there's much try from them either. I mean, did you see them make any big plays, any great big four checks? Did Jamie Benn make his physical presence known this game? Well, right before I he mean, took the pe- right before he took the penalty, he- I thought he was too aggressive, and that's what led to the penalty that he took. Then I well, and it's terrible, and it. It sucks because you go back to the to the Stanley Cup playoffs and they lose, and you see that awful video of Ben just in the locker room by himself, just distraught because he he lost on his best chance to to win the cup. The only chance. And, and we talked about how terrible it was to even have a camera in there, and like that shouldn't have even been covered. Like, give the guys some space, but like maybe that's a good thing that that's covered because maybe he needs to go back and watch it and like see what happened because. Right now, he's he has another chance to give himself a chance, and he, he's totally blowing it. I mean, both of them are. I don't know what these guys think is going to happen. I don't know if they even care if they're committed to getting this team into the playoffs anymore since they're not the core guys, but, I mean, it, it doesn't look like it, and they have to figure out a way to help this team. I mean, we've talked about that all season. Two highest-paid players. They're defensive liabilities this game. They have no offense. They didn't have a great chance all night, honestly, in my opinion. 
and the bend penalty at the end of the game destroys any hope that we had. I mean, they, they're the biggest reason we lose the game, other than dumb luck. Well, I'm dumb. No. <laughs> <Rants. Fancy. laughs> you, you went on one of my epic rants like I do sometimes but uh, uh, everything you said makes sense Chris uh, I wouldn't go f- as far as to say that like they don't care or anything but it, it does look like that they're lackluster in what they're trying to do and uh, that I mean I know Jamie Ben gets blamed for that penalty and he definitely 100% sure uh, should sorry but and that was a big turning point in the game, but I'll go back to the, the the bigger turning point for me, the beginning of the third period. You can't allow a goal in the first 20 seconds of the third period when you were the better team in the third in the second period. I mean, that goal is not a goal. It's a penalty. I mean, Hayson gets cross-checked in the numbers, and it goes off him and in the net. Like, what's supposed to happen there? I mean, what else does Hayson do? And I guess, like I said, dumb luck. Dumb luck is the biggest leader tonight, so. Like, and, and who's on the ice for that play, by the way? Who lets that shot get through the point? I'll give you a hint. <laughs> they get paid a lot of money. <laughs> they get paid a lot of money. It's so, oh, man. It, it, and, we, we should have won this game in spite of them, and they find a way to lose it for us because they really did. Well, and the most staggering statistic for me that you said was the fact that it's minus six. And, I, you, and I, you and I both don't like plus minus when it comes to, you know, over periods of time. But in a game, a single game like this, you're on the ice. I'm assuming they were each on the ice for three goals against each. They were both minus three. And I'm not yeah. looking at it in front of me right now. But yep. uh, that's a very bad telltelling sign that they're defensive liabilities. Yeah. And the worst part is they're not playing against their the Flames offensive players. They're put out there against the lower line, and they still can't keep the puck out of their own net. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Who are you going to play them against? Fourth line, I guess. Honestly, I'd rather have I, I'd rather have Carlstrom play against those guys. I don't I don't think he'd give up as many goals, honestly. And he he definitely has more chances. Question for it, both of you here: This is because this is popping into my head. Um, our Stars fans looking at the wrong people to be frustrated with because a lot of people are putting the blame here on Rick Bonus. But the more that we talk about this and the sudden realization that comes to me is, you know, he's trying. Rick Bonus is trying all these different combinations with different players and different things and stuff like that. But, I, I mean, like stuff like that with Ben and Sagan, that's not, that's not Bones' system. His system is defense, and they're not paying attention to the defense. The one thing that he wants them to pay attention to, I'm starting we're, to think this is more on the players than it is Rick Bonus, and we're looking at the wrong place right now. We're not talking about Rick Bonus because I'm tired of talking about him, and I know it's not going to change this year. Overall, it's still his fault. I mean, honestly. It's his job. To he did. Out. Benching the two players, while in your mind it makes sense, like, oh, yeah, those two guys have been bad. On paper, it killed our power play tonight. That's what it did. We, we had no power play, and I think a large part was because of that. And we just played ring around the rosy with whoever we wanted the entirety of the game. We had, I mean, how many different players played on the power play? Almost everybody. All but two forwards played on the power play for us. Carl Sturman, Keith, I mean, he power play. That's not a good decision. So while the sentiment is right, he did it wrong. 
So I still think he's not a great coach. I'm just so tired of talking about him because he's all we all talked about the first half of the season. That being said, in the system that is set, Ben and Sagan still sucked the most in that system. And they have to play better in it. I agree. But it doesn't mean that Bones is absolved of any kind of fault because it, he's still at fault, too, for the way that and, this works out. And I'll, I'll agree with you on that, but I, I think that we're putting too much of the fault on Ray Bonus because, I mean, nope. the players are the players are the ones that are that are taking care of business here. And at least in these last three games on this three-game winning streak, they haven't been taking care of business. And like you said tonight, it seems like there's always a different guy that's not taking care of business. Like, uh, well, the past two games, I, well, three games ago, I was singing the praises of Jacob Peterson. And all three of these games, he has not looked very good uh, through this three-game losing streak. And then uh, but, tonight, it's Ben and Sagan, who... Uh, clock is correct twice a day, <laughs> right? And it, look, the other thing to remind you that he's so bad, we have three very great offensive defensemen. None of them are producing this year. Just randomly. It all happened at once. That's just a coincidence. Bones has nothing to do with that. No, he and, doesn't. And we have no one, scoring from three of the best offensive players the Stars have had in forever. Not a coincidence. I mean, yeah. and our defense, which we're so praised for, that he focuses on so much, we've dropped off by like 12 spots. We are 16th in the league in goals against. Yeah, we are not a good defensive team. Yeah. And if that's the thing he focuses on, then he's done a terrible job at it. Hey, hockey fans. Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And one thing that I'll mention about Peterson too, Ryan, is even though Peterson hasn't looked great in these past games, he's not letting in goals. That's yeah, he's not problem. minus three. He's He actually isn't minus at all. He has plus he, one in the past yeah. three games he's played. Yeah. So he's not a defensive liability at the very least. So. Not I, compared I'm to Ben and Sagan. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's just a thing with Peterson that I've noticed is that he's been turning the puck over a, a little more. And maybe that's just because I'm noticing it more and I'm watching him more. Uh, kind of like I was watching Klingberg a, a lot. Uh, the beginning of the season and all the turnovers he was doing, but uh, that's a good that point. Is, Thank you for pointing that out, James. And that is one thing that I'll give you about Peterson. He does turn the puck the puck over, but the thing that he does is he is when we get into the offensive zone, he goes and he knows where he's supposed to sit. He goes and sits in front of that net, and if any puck goes to him there, he's going to try to sink it into the back of the net every single time. He's not going to pass it. That's not what he does. And yeah. and that that is one thing that I actually was what I. 
I was paying attention to Peterson a lot earlier in this year. And the thing that I was scared about the most with him was his defensive play. And he, he, in the defensive end, he really has stepped it up recently. And yeah, his scoring has dropped off recently, but he's, he's still, he's not a liability anymore to me. All right. Good discussion guys. A lot of frustration, a lot of feelings that uh, I think a lot of stars fans are feeling right now. So um, good topics there. Are we ready to get into the goal, the game summary real quick? Sure. Sure. Let's get into this real quick. So, uh, just so that y'all are uh, understanding here, I didn't take as many notes as I normally do because uh, I was doing the watch along on the THPN YouTube channel. So I didn't have a ton, but uh, anyways, just right off the bat, uh, shots are three to one in favor of Dallas right off, uh, in the first two and a half minutes. Um, uh, there was a good save by Otter on Shillington. Stars would go on the power play. It would uh, be Lindholm, and that would lead to Four penalties in 56 seconds, which we'll mention them here more on. Uh, there's a two-on-two for Calgary. Good shot. Uh, good save by Otter there. Hintz would take a penalty to end the Stars' power play. Suter takes a penalty right after that and trips Yarncrook. And then uh, 13 minutes remaining in the first. There's a post by Calgary. There would be multiple posts hit by Calgary in this game tonight. And then uh, Backlund would take a penalty. And then I've never seen this ever in a, a game. I really haven't. It's three-on-three three for six seconds. Never in my life have I ever seen anything like that. Have y'all ever seen anything like that before? I have not. I don't remember anything, but that was crazy. And what's even crazier is all four of those were definitely penalties, too. Oh, like, yeah, 100%. They were just <laughs> um, Sagan in front. Mark uh, Markstrom made a good save there. Peterson would have a chance and a shot. Nothing there. Great save by Markstrom on Klingberg. He makes a good windmill stop to kind of uh, – Put some momentum against the Stars there. Shots are 10 to 10, five minutes in, or five minutes remaining in the period. Um, and then there is an opportunity for Hintz. And uh, there was a, it was a wide, or it was a wide open net. And again, Stars can't seem to hit the wide open net and they miss it. And then uh, it looked like Hintz was tripped by Markstrom and there was no call on that one. So another obvious penalty that I thought was there and they didn't call it. Uh, Carly turned the fuck over. There's a big hit by Lucic. Stars power play to end the period uh, for too much man. And I wrote, Stars power play sucks, and they get killed at the end of the first period. At the end of the first period, it's 0-0. Zero to zero. What do you think about the first? We, sh- we should be up to nothing. I mean, honestly. Common, common Stars narrative here. We best them in the period, end with no goals. And it's not just this uh, season. It's been multiple seasons over the, the past couple of things. Um, Fox would have a chance with a tip to begin the second period. Markstrom make Did it go in? Save. Nope. It didn't? Nope. Fox didn't score? Nope. Fox it doesn't score. Wow. Fox it doesn't score. That's crazy. Sarcasm from Christian tonight. Uh, Pavelski with a chance. A good save by Markstrom again. Uh, Mangiapane on the backhand. Didn't get all of it, but Otter makes a good save. Stars would go on their fourth power play, 13.30 remaining, too much man. And then Fox would take a penalty with two seconds remaining in the power play so that negates that power play. And Fox gets called for goaltender interference, which I didn't think it was a penalty. What did y'all think? If that happened to Otter, I'd be pissed. So I think it's a goaltender interference. I, I think Marshall definitely sold it and leaned into it, but I still think it's a penalty. You got you to slow down. 
Well, continuing on, uh, Otter had a really good glove save on Elias Lindholm. Like I mentioned, he had Elias Lindholm's number all night. It was a two-on-one by Calgary there on the power play. And then finally, the first goal of the game was scored by Matthew Kachuk, his 40th of the year. He stuffs it home off of a rebound. It's it's just a simple play in front. It's not an amazing shot. It, he just kind of throws it through Otter and through his legs. So one nothing Calgary at this point. What do you think? Good power play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad penalty kill. That, that's one I kind of wish that Otter had not get, given up. I would I would like him just to keep it that one, but I also yeah. understand because uh, it, I mean there was nobody in front for to help Otter there. Uh, defensemen were more preoccupied with other things going around in the zone. And then right after that goal, Calgary is pressuring uh, the Stars for a second goal right right off the bat, almost immediately. Uh, at this point, the shots are eighteen to fourteen in favor of Calgary with eight minutes remaining. Stars would go on the power play, and I thought this power play was really important for the Stars because. Um, it allowed the Stars uh, to get some momentum back after giving up the first goal. Because uh, if there was no penalty on that play, I think the momentum would have continued for the for the Flames, and this game might have been even a lot worse. So agreed. But after that, uh, the Stars would go on the power play. It's a cross-checking penalty for the Flames, and Pavelski would score off of a tip Robo in front with or Robo off to the side with the shot. Of course, it's Pavelski who scores. Uh, what do you think of the Actually, play? Robertson ends up with the goal. Pavelski did yeah. not tip it. He oh, did he didn't. Okay, it. so I thought it was not by bat. So it's Robertson, and he gets closer to 40 goals. Do you all think he makes it? I Maybe. hope so. <laughs> if he doesn't get 40 goals, we don't make the playoffs. Uh, That's my prediction. Hammer hints. <laughs> Either one can make 40. Maybe. Either one. And just, just by the way, that's goal 100 for line number one. They have scored more goals than the uh, entire rest of the team combined. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. It, um, anyways, yeah. right, right after the goal, the Stars start pressuring for the, uh, the go-ahead goal. They get a two-on-one, uh, no shot. It's uh, Peterson and Karlstrom. And it was a good play by Karlstrom. I understand what he was trying to do, but Peterson was not reading his mind whatsoever. Uh, going the opposite way, there was a two-on-one for Calgary, and it was a great save by uh, Otter on that. And I, I wrote this with five and a half minutes remaining in the second, and I really believed this. And I wrote, Dallas looks fresh and Calgary looks tired. I thought they looked really good, especially after they scored that first goal, uh, their first goal. Uh, Lindholm again gets robbed by Otter. Markstrom with a great series of saves on Foxa with a big, strong lift pad on Foxa. And again, Chris? Foxa didn't score? There you go. Inconceivable. Um, no way. Inconceivable. Um. Tyler Toffoli would hit the post, and that was the third Calgary post of the game at this point with two minutes remaining, and we would go into the second intermission one-to-one. Overall, in the second period, I thought it was the better period for the Dallas Stars, even better than the first period. And Stars are only, you know, they give up the first goal, and they're only able to tie it. So uh, what did you all think about the period in general? I thought this period was actually a lot more even, and this is when it really started feeling like that playoff intensity. So. I enjoyed the period and enjoyed the game up to this point, too. So, Right off the bat, going into the third period, um, Hannafin would score off of Miro Haskinen. It bounced off Miro Haskinen, and like Chris said, he was he was basically cross-checked. He was and, cross-checked uh, in the back. Not basically. He was. It was a penalty. But, but since it's the NHL, those count. Yep. 
and it's two to one Calgary's, unfortunately. And that's like the absolute worst way you could start off the period, especially when you've been struggling. You haven't gotten any points on this road trip, and they're down two to one, and now they're chasing for the rest of the game, apparently. Uh, Kiviranta, I got to give him props. He made a good, he had a good uh, defensive stick play there uh, right after that, about a minute and a half later. 1540 remaining shots are 25 19 in favor of Calgary. Uh, Tafoli. Uh, got robbed by Otter after Otter bailed himself out. It was a bad pass from behind his net, and uh, he barely got that. And at that point, it would have been 3-1 to one Calgary had he not made that save with the stick. Um, and we, we talked about this right before uh, coming on air, guys, but is if we're looking at it from Steve Dangle's eyes, is it a hat pick or is it a dang it? What do y'all think? Well, it's definitely not a dang it because it didn't go in. <laughs> it's a hat pick. It's a hat because of the positive outcome that happened. It was, yeah. it was a she caused it, but it's still a hat pick. <laughs> anyway, uh, right after that uh, save, bailout, whatever you want to call it, by Otter, where he bails himself out, Glendening would score off of the rush out after Carlstrom would get a semi-breakaway. Carlstrom gets it on net, and Markstrom is not able to cover the puck. Glendening with a wide-open net, he takes care of it, and it's – and he ties the game 2-2, two to two, Glendening with the goal there. First of all, how was there not an arm in the air already for a penalty shot before Glendening even got the puck? Because there wasn't. There was going to be no penalty on that play. And I would have lost my mind. I would have been <laughs> mad too. But and luckily, Glendening scores the rebound. And, I mean, you know, I didn't get to watch that much of the first or second. But it seems like this this fourth line that they have set up with Peterson, Kallerstrom, and Glendening – had some good chances tonight. At least, definitely, they didn't. They didn't look bad. That's for sure. I mean, they, they ended definitely up looking... better than the second line. Yeah, there you yeah, go. And we're learning. learning. And I saw your face. I knew what you were going to say. And that's and and maybe maybe this line clicks a little better than some of the other lines. So we'll see. I mean, this this is maybe my one bright spot from tonight. <laughs> Um, Dallas would take a penalty at 10 minutes remaining in the third. It was a uh, Calgary power play, and it was actually Mayor Haskinen who would take the penalty. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, here we go. And I, I really thought that we were going to let in a power play goal at that point, but we wouldn't. Uh, however, Goudreau would hit the post, and Elias Lindholm would get a chance during that power play. Otter stole the ice away from Lindholm and did not allow him to get a good shot off. He made a great uh, series of saves there. Stars kill it off. Shots are 29-22 in favor of Calgary. So that shot differential getting even larger as we go through the third period, which I thought Calgary was the better team in the third. Honestly, that was me. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you all uh, talk about that, though. What did you all think? Did you all think the Stars were the better team, or did you think that uh, uh, Calgary deserved this game because of their their play in the third period? I mean, Calgary definitely controlled the majority of the third period. That's partially due to penalties, too, though. And the other part is because they're playing their sixth period in 48 hours. They, they were obviously better. Their shots on goal for the third was 13-4, to four, which is not good, but honestly kind of expected. But, I mean, even so, all three of their goals in the third were the most garbagey goals you can imagine. So well, Let me, let me re- reflect some of your statement. Why should that be expected that the Stars get outshot 13-4 when they're – when they should be coming out even stronger. And you know what? I don't I don't care 
that this is the second game of a back-to-back. This is the end of the season. I mean, Vegas could very easily take our spot now. Now it looks like uh, Los Angeles is going to be able to hold on to that third spot in the in the Pacific. And we go into, in, you know, I expected to lose the games again, like one of those games against one of these teams the past two days. But I expected them to get to win one of those two games, and we ended and up losing all three. Honestly, the reason that you just said could all, could be put the exact other direction, like. <laughs> Uh, of course, it's the end of the season. Everyone's broken and everything. I mean, I, I think you can't expect a good third period. What you what we should have gotten was a productive first period and had one ounce of luck in the third, and <laughs> we would have won the game. So I, I just think it's not fair. It, like that's just that's just. Uh, you think um, I'm being unfair? Uh, yeah, that's like a physics thing. Like <laughs> you're tired if you're playing your sixth period in 48 hours. There's nothing we can do about that. There's no secret sauce inside of you. We don't have the Michael Jordan stuff. So, yeah, that just happens. But we should have won this game from the rest of the game that we played is what it is. I mean, and you're talking about, like, this this second night of a back-to-back, but you played the freaking Edmonton Oilers last night. That's a fast team that you have to keep up with there. Like, these are two very tough teams to play against alone, and you had to play them back-to-back, so... So maybe That'd I should be, be back to back set of the season. Yeah, and maybe I should be complaining more about the Vancouver game then. That's a game we should have won. So oh, we that, def- back that that one should have been won. Yeah. Anyway, to finish out this uh, this game, guys. Uh, at first, I thought Backlund would score and make it three to Calgary, but it was actually Chris Tanev again. Just bounces and random things happening for Calgary. Uh, they go up three to two and. Klingberg would take a shot, and he got robbed twice by Markstrom in this game. Uh, Stars would take was so a good this game. Do what? Markstrom was so good this game. He played a very good game. He did. Um, Stars would take a penalty, and like we mentioned, that was you, – you can't do that. You cannot – you have to be aware of what your stick is doing, especially this late in the game. And, again, I know you're tired, but that's one of those things that if you're trying to get your team some points at the end of a – of a road trip like this, you, you, you got to be aware of that sort of thing. And you can't take that kind of penalty. Even if he was the last guy, it would be better to give him a breakaway than to, to take a penalty there. I mean, it's just, it's laziness, it's idiocy, and it's just flat out not thinking. Lindholm would get another chance, uh, but Otter would again stone him. He just had Lindholm's number, like I said. And then Majiapani would get the empty net goal to make the final score four to two tonight in the game. So, unfortunately, the Stars go zero for three. They get no points out of this uh, road trip. And now, before we kind of wrap this up tonight, guys, let's go ahead and take a look at the standings and just double check yeah. and make sure oh, I, that the Stars are indeed in I, control of their are, destiny at this we, point. I, I've already looked at it. Okay, you don't go have ahead, to look Dan. at it. We need seven points. Seven yep. points. We have eight points left. We need seven. No yep. more losing to any of the bad teams we have left. It's not allowed anymore. Because if we do that, and then Vegas wins out, we're screwed. Okay. And then we still have to play Vegas once. We have to play Vegas on Tuesday. Or ne- uh, it's either it's Tuesday. It's yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday. It is Tuesday. And, and now that becomes a we have to get to overtime at least. In that game. 
If because if Vegas wins, yeah. their the end of their schedule it, is just as easy as ours. The other three teams that they're playing are not hard teams. They they it it, it just comes down to Tuesday. It comes down yeah. to Tuesday. It, and we need seven points because the maximum number of points that Vegas can get is ninety seven. And then they would hold a tiebreaker, so we can't get. We have to get ninety eight. Yeah, we can't tie. We can't tie. It doesn't matter it if we perfect. win the other three games yeah. and lo- lose in regulation in the Vegas game. If Vegas wins out, they they get it. Doesn't yeah. matter. And and the number one thing is we have to beat Vegas. I mean that's that's what it is. We, it is. we don't have to beat Vegas. We have to take them to overtime. No, <laughs> beat the we other three teams. A point. You can't yes, give them can. a point. I mean, you, you can give them a point. I, I, if we take sure it overtime and win out, we technically win, but we're not going to win out with the way we're playing right now. So that's why I'm saying we have to be big. We're and not going to take four or four. Yes. And that's sad that you're saying that, considering the other three opponents the Stars are going to play is Seattle, Arizona, and Anaheim. Well, that's why I know we're not going to win out. We're playing worse teams, so we're going to play down to them and be like, oh, this will be easy, and then we're going to lose. So. We have to be Vegas, is what it is. And I don't know. I don't know who's Vegas pl- is even playing next. Vegas plays San Jose on Sunday, I think. Yes. And that's the second night of a back-to-back for San Jose. So that's and a likely then, win for them. And then they play us on Tuesday, and then they have to play Chicago on Wednesday. After they play us on the Tuesday. By the way. We also have back to back Tuesday, Wednesday. We have Weird. Golden Knights. Yeah, we have Golden Knights, Arizona, and the Golden Knights have us in Chicago. And then the last last team they play St. Louis. That's I mean, they can win that game. St. Louis is already in the spot that they're probably going to be in. They're not going to be playing hard on that game. They have no reason to play hard in that game. They might bench players in that game. They, I, I almost guarantee you they bench players in that game. Okay, guys, I'm gonna have to ask the question because uh, I don't want to, and you'll probably know what I'm gonna ask. Can the stars do it? Can they do it? Logically, what are you thinking? Because logically, emotionally, emotionally I'm saying no, because yeah. the way they've been playing and yeah. the fact. Know the history of the Dallas Stars and what they do—they they trail we'll out and the last the, game of the season, right? Exactly against the Minnesota <laughs> Wild several years ago. But uh, logically, I'm also thinking no. Logically, I'm saying yes. The Stars are playing against easier opponents. They they should beat Vegas. Is what it is. I mean. We're a better team than Vegas right now. I mean, honestly, I just went and looked at the season series. Season yeah. series is not good. <laughs> the the only the only bright side we have right now is that Vegas is not playing very well right now either. That's that's the one yeah. one plus we have is that both us and Vegas, neither of us want that spot apparently. Neither yeah. of them both, look like both teams are limping to the finish line in the press too. All three of them and the and, and the Kings. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's, it's the most lame playoff race in the world. <laughs> oh, man. It's but still a playoff never race, happened. Though. But at the same time, it's interesting because, you know, for a while there, it looked like Vegas could, in, could get as the third seed in the Pacific Division. They and still could. 
They, 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 yeah, still, they still could, count. but it's less <laughs> likely now that Los Angeles has won a couple of games. Not and really. Now they're, now they're looking at the wild card spots again. Is what I, LA is Kings what I is 92. They're one point above us. We win yeah, one game, they, and they're the next team that goes out. They're playing tonight, too, though, and they're playing the Blackhawks tonight. Currently, they're up 2-1 to one with 10 minutes left. And that can change it, just that one game, too. Yeah. Yeah, so. James, I need to know your thoughts. You didn't say anything. Can the Stars do it? I'm going to say yes, purely because, I mean, Otter was freaking spectacular tonight, honestly. Coming off of the Vancouver game where, like, he it looked like he didn't even know where the puck was the entire night. He was absolutely incredible tonight, in my opinion. Based off of that, I feel like as long as we play Otter, I want to play Otter. I don't want to play Wedgwood. I, I know he's been good. But he, he's, I think he's finally off the high of being on a new team. He's gone kind of mediocre in the past two games that he's played. He hasn't been bad. He's gone average. I really think we need Otter to be able to, to be, be the, the number one goaltender that we really, really need right now. And yeah, ba- base, and tonight really I feel what like I said just last podcast, yeah. last episode. And, and tonight I really feel like he did that. And I feel like if we trust him enough for if we trust him for the rest of the season, we can make it. Start him every game. I and you don't. We're not saying Scott Wedgwood. We can't see Scott Wedgwood. Otter needs to play all four games, including yeah. both games of the back to back. Don't care. He's gonna. And right now, all the stars games in hand evaporated. Poof, gone. they're gone. gone. Game played. Games played 78 to 78. We technically have two points over Vegas, but it doesn't even really matter because if Vegas wins out and we win out, Vegas gets the spot. Well, if we win out other than losing to Vegas, Vegas gets that spot. So even if we win out other than the Vegas game, we can still be out of the playoffs. Yeah, so that Vegas game is beyond important. It's the most important game of the season. It is going to be the deciding game of the season probably. I mean, we're, we're keeping Hawkeyes on every game that Vegas plays. We're we're gonna be San Jose fans on Sunday. Then we're gonna <laughs> then we're gonna be Chicago fans on Wednesday, which sounds awful. <laughs> and I'd rather root for those teams in the Stars right now. Oh my goodness! <laughs> they have a better chance. They have a better chance. <laughs> the Stars have a better winning. chance to keep the Stars in the playoffs than the Stars do right now. And that's sad. That's really unbelievable. Sad. Man, we're, we're totally. Ben and Sagan better figure this crap out. Ben and Sagan better figure this crap out. They have to help. Four games, Please. they got it. They'll be fine. They'll Shut up. They don't. We hope they don't. Shut up. James. They have to. And it's. Uh, we and we we were on this boat the entire time in the bubble playoffs too. They have to give us something, literally anything. At least don't hurt us, because that's what happened tonight. <laughs> It's like, hell at least the way. So, oh, man. it comes down to them, honestly. And it's their team. It still is their team. And it's their era of Dallas Stars hockey is what it is. And it's coming to the end, and it's their turn to decide if, honestly, I think if they're, like, hung in the Raptors or not. Because right now, with the lack of success that this team has had compared to what it should have had on paper, I mean, I'm not putting them up there. So, they're going to define what their 
era of Stars Hockey was like, and I think a lot of it can come down to these four games. So we'll see. Anything else? Uh, we're, we're, we're not looking for that first wildcard spot anymore. We're purely trying to hold on to ours. Honestly, we, though, one game completely changes that. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, Nashville's it purely, playing a lot better now, though. Not really. There's one point ahead of us. I mean, re- really, I don't think we're going to catch Two points, my bad. I, mean, I don't think so either, but still, that's how crazy the end of the season is. Anything is possible. I Yeah, that's fair. And and Nashville still really does have a really hard schedule. So. They have the hardest schedule out of they all have, the teams that are on the bubble. They have Tampa Bay, the Minnesota Wild. They have the Calgary Flames. And their last game is against Colorado. So they're only playing top of the division teams. So they still could miss. Only playoff teams. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, That's they, great. The Prince have, could miss. Oh my goodness! That they have four games against top two in their division teams, and we don't have any. And we we feel like we're going to miss the playoffs. Oh man, this is so stupid! I hate this. <laughs> man, I hate this feeling right oh, now. Yeah. If I, this I, is I, like your first star season, like. Welcome to, to it. To this bless is it. You. Yeah. Bless your soul, man. <laughs> bless your soul. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, this has been the after game review for game number 78. Stars lose to the Calgary Flames by a final score of 4-2 to two in a game which the Stars play better, but they still are not able to take advantage of their opportunities. And Otter plays a great game here tonight. Please go and check out StarcasticAndMarksShop.com for the first phase of our merchandise options. Lots of cool stuff out there. That's the best and most direct way you can support us and what we do with this podcast. Uh, thanks again to DraftKings as well for being our sponsor. Go and use that promo code THBN. Chris, point to it before we leave. Use that promo code THBN. And uh, next time you go on the website, or on the app or whatever, and we're in the middle of a lot of sports seasons going on, so we really appreciate it if you can go and do that. And along with Chris and James, Brian, this has been Starcast Circum Arts. We'll put the on the website. Hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, afternoon. Have a good night, you guys. We'll see you all later.